0: This is Larry C Mars coming to you live from Fishbowl Radio Network on the Larry C Mars Show, the power of prayer as a relationship builder between you and God. Coming to you from Denton, Texas, the big state of Texas, but nevertheless, go Eagles! You know, um, last week was uh, Sammy G's birthday, and she said she got a chance to go to the game my son-in-law was there at the game with his uh friends and 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 colleagues so um hey this is a new week new time and we're so grateful to be here today uh to bring forth the title of this message is the working power of the holy spirit and we're going to deal with that with this season in this season that we're in today Dearly Father, we thank you, God. You are so awesome. Father, I pray, God, that everyone who hears this will allow it to be in their spirit and that they will grow and mature. And God, we need to make some changes, but we need to be transformed change agents to go out into the world to make the significant changes that you are calling for in our lives that we may be led by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus name. Amen. You know, I want to talk to you today, but I was just talking to my uh, grandson today and, you know, him and his friend, and we're really dealing with some things, but I always share this. Like I told them today, whenever you go to church or whenever you hear the word of God being taught, And make sure you have your pencil. You have to have a pencil, your paper, and the word of God with you so you can begin to study and write things down. You know, as I share with you, as believers, we have to be students of the word of God because the Bible tells us that the word is alive and is forever settled in heaven. You know, it's alive in us. So you need to know what's in you, what's alive in you. And the only way you know what that is, is you open your Bible, you start studying it. And one of the greatest things about studying the supernatural, eternal word is that you have a supernatural power in the Holy Spirit that helps you to study and illuminates the word, illuminates Jesus inside of you so you can have that understanding. And one of the greatest things about having an understanding of the word is that when you begin to pray, you understand the power of praying the word of God. Praying because you're studying. And one of the greatest things about praying uh, the word of God, you have to understand that the power of the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God and reveals those things according to God's will, plan and purpose for you. He reveals them and reveals them to you and then the third and the most greatest part about the word and about trusting and having faith is applying what you've heard in your prayer closet. Applying the word of God in your life to your very life. That gets you the power of maturity, okay? It allows you to work your faith. It allows to work out your salvation. It allows you to work. And that's what the world needs today working believers, working the word, working what God has because no matter how much you work, God is working through you. He wants to work through you through the power of his word, okay? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to make a statement here. And I want you to really get it, and even if you have to write it down and just put have it in your spirit. This is this is what you have to understand. In the gospels, Jesus tells us to do a lot of things. And when, this is the statement, whenever Jesus tells us to do something, rest assured in your spirit, not in your mind, but in your spirit that Jesus Christ has already done it and glorified God in it. Let me repeat it. You Whenever Jesus tells us to do something, rest assured, in your spirit, in your spirit man, Jesus Christ has already done it and glorified God in it. See, this is why we need to know the word and work the word and allow the word to love back on us and to study it and to pray to really center ourselves in this. So I'm going to deal today and and I may not finish today because we've got some scriptures. We've got some scriptures. And if you can write these scriptures down, you know, and I'll go over them. We're going to go over them. We may not finish them all today, but the major scriptures we got is Matthew chapter one, 18 through 25, Matthew chapter one, 18 through 25. Luke chapter 1, 1 through 80, and Luke chapter 4, 1 through 14. John chapter 3, 15 through 17. Hebrews chapter 2, 9 and 10. Okay, we're going to add some other scriptures to it, but and I will announce those, but I, what I want you to do is Uh, uh, as you write those scriptures down, let's go back and study them. Go back, go back. Why? Because there's a whole lot of stuff out there that has really nothing actually to do with the inner workings or relationship building between you and Jesus Christ. You know, this is a season, they call it Christmas and all of this, you know, everything has been modified and monetized. So what happens is, if you modify it, and then you monetize it, okay, you have already compromised the basics, the foundation. It's compromised. So when you compromise the word, you allow sin to come in and take hold. So what, what I'm going to do here is we're going to go back and discuss and read the whole powerful birth of Jesus And those that are surrounding his birth. You need to know that this is part of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. This is a part of discipleship. Because you need to really understand that Jesus is alive in you. The Father is alive in you. The Holy Spirit is alive in you. And you have ministering angels who come and minister to you. So you have a whole supernatural bundle that is alive willing and ready to assist you for a deeper eternal supernatural relationship between you and God okay and so when you realize what you have then you don't have to worry about or contend with the evilness that has bombarded you because of the supernatural content that is in your heart okay so it's 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 imperative okay and we're going to talk about this divine birth of Jesus Christ. You know, on the other hand, I'm, I'm going to share this with on the other hand. We look at the manger, we look at the star, we look at the 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 shepherds, we look at all of that. That's outside. But we need to focus. If we're gonna celebrate, we need to celebrate. Now listen to me carefully. If we're gonna celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, we also need to celebrate his entire life, death, burial, and resurrection, okay? Because there is no way you as a believer, listen to me carefully, can ever celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ without celebration celebrating your relationship with his death, burial, and resurrection. So see, we have divided it, Christmas and Easter, we have divided it so far apart when every day, listen to me, Every day we should celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ because we're going to read some scriptures. You realize Jesus was born to die for you and I. And and every day we should rejoice in that. Rejoice because that's the power of our salvation. His birth is the power of the salvation. He He was born to die. And we're going to look at this, and we're going to understand it. Let me me share this first scripture with you, because you have to understand the whole truth matters. The whole truth matters. It matters. Sometimes we just get little bits and pieces, and people run with it. People, you know, when we allow uh, uh, the word to be compromised, and we bring it inside the church inside our home as believers. Other people run with it. And then we run with them as they run with it. Why? Because we do not know or have relationship as we should in the word of God. You know, one of the things that really, uh, I shared this before, there's a lot of churches that when you get in there on Sunday morning, they have things prepared for you. Okay. They have outlines. They have outlines prepared that's a type of challenge that you should always want to be challenged to know and study the word of god you know you have that but i i what i've seen in in so many places as you leave the church you know you get it and most people don't have pencil or paper they don't they don't have anything to write with they they're, they're still fumbling with their phones Okay, that's okay to a point. But you can't take those notes and and write on them and then take them home and so that you can go back and study. Because after leaving a couple of churches that had all the stuff, you know, you leave them, you find the, the papers on the floor, they'll put them back where they got them from and they, they're in the trash and 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 you can tell because there's no growth. You're being challenged to grow, but you don't grow. That's why we're in the state we are in today, because as believers, when you enter into the sanctuary, you should be taught more and more about Jesus Christ so that you can apply what you learn. It's the application that is powerful. We want the signs and wonders. That's the application of the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God that we're receiving. There is no uh, signs and wonders because there's no application because there's no learning. I mean there's no learning, there's no teaching. okay? So this is what what, what I'm about, you know, because there's got to be our obedience matters, and the application of our obedience matters. We're going to see that through these scriptures, those who surrounded the birth of Jesus Christ. Their obedience and the application of their obedience really mattered, okay? So if it mattered then, it should be doubly mattering now because we have the power of the word. They didn't have the New Testament. We have it. So we need to learn everything that's in the New Testament so that we can uh, thrive because I, I share this with you. When you read the New Testament, it references the Old Testament. It is the fulfillment of the Old. So when you begin to read the New Testament, you, you, you people say, well, I don't need the Old Testament. Yes, you do. Yes, you, there is so much Jesus wealth in the Old Testament because we need to apply it with the New Testament, which gives us the power and authority. So here we are. Um, first, first scripture I'm going to read to you because here again, we need to understand that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ was born to die. He was born to die. And one of the greatest scriptures that we just ponder and look over is John 3 16. But I want to read John 3 15 through John uh, 2 17. John uh, 3, 15, 16, and 17, and it's the Amplified, so that whoever believes in him, see, that word, in him, we don't believe, you know, the word is eternal, it is supernatural, so those that believe in Jesus Christ, in him, see, here, we're dealing with relationships, Relationship, and you need to know that the 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 when Jesus came, he ushered in something totally different, is that the relationship, the relationship he had with the Father, he ushered that relationship to us, to us. So what's so whoever believes in him has eternal life after physical death will actually live forever. Okay. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he gave his one and only begotten son. See, to understand, he gave his son to us. That's the birth. That's the birth of Jesus Christ. He gave his son for us so that whoever believes and trusts in him as savior shall not perish But have eternal life. So understand this. The birth and eternal life. The birth, we believe in him, and to have that eternal life comes from the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So he was born, God gave his only begotten son so that we might be reconciled back to him through his death, burial, and resurrection. Okay? So he was born. For us, he gave his life, those 33 years he taught, and then the power of God allowed him to take sin upon him, the entire sin, through his death, burial, and resurrection. And he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can have eternal life. We believe in him we believe in him, we have eternal life. We believed in him, we have eternal life. Verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to judge or condemn the world, that is to initiate the final judgment of the world, but that the world might be saved through him, through his death, burial, and resurrection. See, we, and we celebrate, We should celebrate the whole truth, not just part, but the whole entire truth. Hebrews chapter 2, 9 and 10. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. He was made a little lower than angels. His birth was a little lower than because he had to be the son of man. And the son of God. Suffering of death crowned the glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. He's tasted death for every man, everybody in the world. Verse 10. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom all things and bring many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. So you see, I want you to understand the power of the whole truth. It, 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 we've got to get it. Okay, we've got to get the truth. And all the other stuff that has tacked itself against the truth, we got to start cutting it off. All this stuff, all this stuff, this added stuff that is on here, that we only celebrate actually one day or maybe even for a few weeks. And then we go, listen, this, this, this is the harsh thing. If you celebrate his birth just one time a year, something's wrong. Something is wrong. Okay. Because we follow, we go into December, the 25th comes, Nothing but presents and foods and all of this stuff. And then by the end of the month, we're back to the same thing we were before when we were in November. Things must change. They have to change eternally, internally first by the whole truth and nothing but the truth that is in the word of God. We've got to stick to our guns. We have to stick to the foundation of Jesus Christ. We have to stick to it, regardless of what emotions, regardless of what anybody says. We've got to stick to the word of God. It is important. And the scriptures I give you, and if you really begin to read them, you will relate in your spirit the power and the blessings of our obedience and application. You will understand, you will begin to see the, the obedience of those that were around Jesus Christ in his beginnings. Their obedience and the application of their obedience, they're key factors for the, in the beginning of the Gospels, okay? You need to know the Gospel. And, and I'm telling you, as much as, as, as when I got saved, and I, there's a lot of things, now that I'm studying, I never even saw. I never even studied. And it begins, the Holy Spirit begins to illuminate the Word. Not my thought, but the word of God in me so, so, and in you so that you can see the word, know the word, follow the word, trust the word, and work the word, okay? We've got to be word people, okay? And one of the things that, you know, I, I hear a lot of people talk about, well, you know, well, God said this, this, you know, <laughs> go back and ask God. Go back and ask God. A lot of times, all this other stuff is people's thoughts, their negativeness, and all of this stuff, even in Christian don't. But when you go back to the word, ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand the word, help you to know, because we need the understanding, we need the wisdom, we need the knowledge. And when you get all of that within the power of the Holy Spirit, then you apply it, you work it, because it is the truth. And one of the greatest things about the truth, it is the truth that sets us free. We are free in Jesus. But if you don't know the truth fully, then the enemy begins to lock you up and lock you down. You lose your freedom because now he has taken some things away from you. And that's what he does. Even Jesus said he comes to kill, steal, and destroy But Jesus Christ has given us the power of eternal life more abundantly. See, this, if we're going to rejoice, if we're going to rejoice in his birth, we also must rejoice because we have eternal life. And even, even the disciple says, we rejoice that even the demons, we have power of the demons. He said, no, rejoice that your name is in the book of life. See, there's a difference. The power of eternal, who you are and where you're at and whom you serve is so powerful. That's what you celebrate every single day. That's what you celebrate. And when you celebrate it, then you help other people to celebrate it because they wanna know why so much joy, why so much joy and peace in your life. You tell them that you're celebrating and Jesus Christ is celebrating through you. Through the application of W-O-R-K, the work that he calls you. And we take our first and best example of submission and obedience from Jesus Christ. The submission of a holy, he submitted to the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is something that we have to do. Let's go to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew chapter one. Here we're in the gospel. This is part of discipleship. Okay, this is the part that you might not get. We need to be disciples of Jesus Christ. And when you begin, begin to be a disciple, then you're able to have the ability to disciple others. We leave it up to leadership. Sometimes leadership may get it wrong, but you have to get it right. You have to become a disciple of Jesus Christ and who helps you the power of the Holy Spirit. A disciple of Jesus Christ is one who studies and has the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, illuminating in their spirits, illuminating, okay? We need to know about Jesus. Matthew chapter one, 18 through 25. And it reads, it's amplified. I love the amplify. I love the King James and the new King James. Sometimes the amplify gives you such a better understanding it says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I guarantee you, if you go into the media to make a movie or you do it right, And you start talking about the power of the Holy Spirit, they will shut you down. Let alone there are some places where they don't even want you to talk about Jesus Christ. You can say in his name. See, this is what happens the compromise. And when we fall into the compromise, we lose the power that has been given to us by Jesus Christ. All right? I want you to understand, I want you to get this because. The power of the Holy Spirit was in the beginning in Genesis, and it was in the beginning of the New Testament with Jesus Christ. You got to get it, okay? Because you will not see a movie that really discusses the pattern and the life and the application of the power of the Holy Spirit. You won't see it. They won't allow it. I'm telling you, there'll be a fight. There's already been a whole lot of fighting and prayer, and now they want to take the name of Jesus Christ out of everything else. Oh, they'll let God. Oh, they'll let God. Why? Because there's all kinds of gods. But when it comes down to the king, the savior, Emmanuel, they want to diminish it and put something else in its place. And we say, oh, it's so nice. No, it's not nice. It's not even true. You know there there's movies out there, and there are acclaimed Christian movies, but the thing of it is, how can you create an acclaimed Christian movie using non-Christian actors? Just think about it I'm just I just throw it out. You know we compromise so much because we want to be known, we want to be seen, we want the money, we want the prestige. And we're so easily ready to compromise the truth, the truth. You will see there's books about the wise men, there's books about the frankincense, the gold and all of that. There's books about the manger, but you won't find any connecting books or stories of the birth of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. You won't see that. That's a compromise. All right, let's get let's let's get back to it. Verse 19. And Joseph, her promised husband, being a just and righteous man, okay, just and righteous man, and not wanting to expose her publicly to shame, planned to send her away and divorce her quietly. And see, ooh, this man was a righteous man. He did not want to expose her to any pain or ridicule from others, from others, okay? So his plan was to do it quietly, send her away do it quietly. Verse 20, here we get that but, that but is something that B-U-T stops everything. But after he had considered this, here we go. An angel of the Lord, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, descendant of David. Now you remember Jesus in the old testament says he was coming from the throne or the lineage of David. Now here 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 here, here we are. Joseph, a descendant of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary your wife. See, this is why we need to understand the power of the Old Testament. There's a lot we need to learn to strengthen us in the new. So you can't separate or chop up. You got to take both because both have been inspired by the Holy Spirit. Okay. And marry your wife with a child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Look at that is of the Holy Spirit. You won't see a movie. You won't see a documentary. You won't see that. But you need to know the truth of the birth of your Savior. You need to know that from the inside that Mary was conceived and overshadowed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit Now, you have to understand something. He's of God. So this birth is eternal. It is supernatural. Okay? And she will give birth to a son. You shall call him Jesus. His name shall be Jesus. Now, Joseph, he's telling Joseph, listen, the angel of the Lord is talking to Joseph. Talking to Joseph, the Lord the Lord is salvation. That's Jesus. The Lord is salvation. For he will save his people from their sins. Now understand something. Here it is. He's letting him know he's been birthed by the Holy Spirit to die for our sins. To die for our sins. So when we celebrate this time, we've got to celebrate the wholeness of Jesus Christ. And Let me just throw this in here. Every believer. Let's keep going. Let's keep. Let, let, let me do this. He will save his people. All this happened in order to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet Isaiah. See, here it is. The Old Testament prophecies are coming to pass. They're coming to pass. All those years, now, it's coming to pass. Verse 23, behold, the virgin shall be with child and give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which when translated means God with us. That's Isaiah. That's a prophecy. Okay? And we have to understand it. And Joe, now this is key. This is key. You know, we hear a whole lot of, of comedy about this. And it's wrong. It is very wrong. Because this is something that has happened for our salvation. The eternalness of our salvation, the power of our salvation. Okay, so many jokes and we laugh at these jokes. These jokes are not funny. They are degrading to Jesus Christ. They are degrading to the word. And so the jokes go, you know, about Joseph and his wife. You know, I'm not going to repeat them, but you need to shut them down. Shut them down because they're not funny. Because your salvation isn't funny. Your salvation is real. Jesus saved you and delivered you from sin, from the death of sin. Okay? That's not funny. That's real. That's real eternal life. He took you out of death and and has given you eternal life. There's nothing funny about that. It is real. We have to rely on the power of Jesus Christ. Every single day of our life. So what better way to rely on it is to know from the beginning about our Savior, about our salvation. We need to know about the power of it all. Now, I want you to understand what I'm saying about your obedience and the application of that obedience is so powerful. And it reads, Then Joseph awoke from his sleep and did, listen to me carefully, and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. Now, see, in the beginning, we talked about this. You know, he was a righteous and just man, all right? Now, he was willing to put her away privately, but something happened eternally and internally in Joseph from the angel of the lord from the angel of, see there's some things that happens inside of us that changes our outward thought process but see the bible tells the new testament tells, we've got to renew our mind daily how do you renew your mind by uh, uh your heart Your spiritual supernatural heart has to be renewed. what, What happens is you study the word, you believe the word, you study the word, you believe the word, you're praying from your heart. God speaks to your heart so that now you can renew your mind of them old, nasty, dirty thoughts. Now you can apply the word of God in your life with a renewed mind. Your thought processes now are coming from your heart. Okay, they're coming from the power of the Holy Spirit. They're coming from the word. That's why you have to know the word. And it says here, he did as the as as the angel of the Lord commanded. He took Mary to his home as his wife. Now, think about it. When people found out probably he's being ridiculed, all of this stuff. But after his spiritual, after that spiritual intervention, that eternal intervention, it didn't matter what they said, what they saw, what mattered is he obeyed the angel of the Lord. He obeyed the angel of the Lord. He took Mary's wife, but he kept her a virgin until the birth to a son, her firstborn, and he named him Jesus. Lord is salvation. Isn't that something? So if Joseph can have that eternal intervention and obey and apply his application, what about you and I? We have the eternal Holy Spirit inside of us. We have this Jesus inside of us. So what stops us? What stops you? From obeying and applying the word of God to your very life. You see how this is so important? It is so important that we obey the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Jesus was birthed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on now. That, you won't see that in a movie. You won't see it. You have to know the word of God for yourself. You have to study the word. Open the pages. Study. Make notes. If someone's not teaching, you, go around whoever's doing the teaching. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. Come on now. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. Because that's what Jesus said. He is the spirit of truth. He dwells within you and I. And so if that's the case, then our expectation is to get in the truth, know the truth, work the truth, okay? Because it's our working of the truth that brings other people into the truth, okay? So we have to do that. Now, this is going to be a long scripture reading. Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 80. So get prepared. I know I'm not going to get through it all, but matter of fact, what I'll do, I will go over some other scriptures, and I will do this as part two, because we you really I, you need to get this one, especially this the the Luke one is really about uh, John the Baptist. Okay, about the power of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the power of the Holy Spirit, and then the activity. See, we lose sight. A lot of us, all we know about the power of the Holy Spirit is Acts chapter two, okay, and the first four or five, six verses. That's all we know. But you need to understand the power and the working of the Holy Spirit in the beginning with Jesus Christ, in the beginning in Genesis. Okay, you need to understand that when you're being filled with the Holy Spirit, there's an application, there's work, it's more than just ha 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 and all of this stuff, because you're being filled to do something, okay, to do something, Uh, to do something. Let's go to Luke chapter three, Luke chapter three, verses 21 and 22. This is the Amplify. This this is where you need to understand. the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, when all the people were baptized, Jesus was baptized. And while he was praying, okay, the visible heaven was open. Heaven was open. Jesus prayed. He was in relationship with the Father. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And the voice came from heaven. You are my son, my beloved, and you and I, in you, I am well pleased and delighted. That's the Amplified version. But you have to understand this. Jesus Christ, not only was he birthed by the Holy Spirit, he was filled by the Holy Spirit. That's when he started his ministry being filled he was act, he was being filled with the, a holy activity that how listen everything Jesus did the holy spirit was inside of him the activity of Jesus Christ the activity of the holy spirit Luke chapter 4 verse 1 now Jesus full of and in perfect communication with the Holy Spirit. Returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. See, he was filled and he's also being led. Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, the Son of Man, the Son of God, submitted himself to be led by the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that something? And you have people today tell you there's no more Holy Spirit. The apostolic age is gone. None of that is gone. It is still here. Again, Jesus being led, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now let's jump down to 14. Then Jesus went back to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And the news about him spread throughout the entire region. And he began teaching in their synagogues praised and glorified and honored by all. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered into the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. This is why we need to study and know the power of the Old Testament too. Okay, we need that. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The power, listen, you you got to get this. This you, you have to get this. The spirit of the Lord was upon me, the Messiah, because he has anointed me to do what? Like I told you, there's application. If it happened in Jesus, it's got to happen in you and I. We cannot negate The application and obedience of the word through the power of the Holy Spirit. Here it is: the application. He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce, to announce, release, pardon, forgiveness to the captives, and recover recovery of the sight of the blind to set free those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised, crushed by tragedy, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the favor of God abound greatly. See, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. There was an application. And listen, he fulfilled, he did all. And so now he transferred that to you and I. He transferred that to you and I. So we need to understand there is a power, the power of the Holy Spirit that works inside of us. And where am I going with this? As we celebrate, see the power of this, as we celebrate Jesus Christ, we celebrate the wholeness of Jesus Christ. Not only his birth, but his death power his death, power, his death, life, his uh, burial, I'm sorry, his death, burial, and resurrection, and now his intercession. This is where we should be celebrating. It has nothing to do with all the outside stuff, so we should be celebrating every day. The outside stuff is compromised. Sometimes you have to look at that and say, hey, where am I at? Where am I at in Jesus? Where am I at? Ask yourself, where am I at in Jesus? While everybody else is doing we need, as believers, you need to ask yourself, whom do I believe? Whom am I praying to? Whom? These are people. They're eternal. Okay? They're powerful. God. The Father. God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And again, we have ministering angels who will minister to us, give us the direction that we need, only if we're submissive to the Word of God. We've got to believe because Jesus Christ is in us. The believing part, the trusting part is left to you and I. And one of the greatest things that we've got to believe we've got to trust God is the Holy Spirit helps us do that. We've got to believe that God has given us peace. We've got to believe that God has given us love. We've got to believe that God has given us joy. All the other stuff out there is trying to compromise and outweigh what God has already set in your heart and in my heart. So when we celebrate, and we'll, we'll go through this again next week, we we'll use different scriptures. Because I want you to understand and to believe that in the beginning, in the beginning of the Gospels, Jesus Christ was born by the Holy Spirit. And if you can't celebrate that anywhere, something's wrong with you, not them, but you. We have to celebrate the power of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, because here we realize that Jesus Christ was birthed by the Holy Spirit, He was filled by the Holy Spirit, His ministry was by the Holy Spirit, He died, but the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead, and Jesus Christ, after he left, gave us the power of the Holy Spirit to help us do the works. The greater work shall we do. But the thing of it is, you've got to understand that in this life here, that you are engrafted into the vine. Jesus Christ is your rock. So if you're going to celebrate Christmas, you've got to celebrate his birth, his birth, his life, his death, his burial, and resurrection all in one. It's it's, it's one package. It's one complete package that we have in Jesus Christ. It's not part, it's fullness, the fullness of the truth. The truth, we have to have the whole truth. The whole truth matters. And when the truth is in you, you matter. You matter because you're part of the truth. You are part of the life, the burial, the death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You are part of that. That's what you celebrate. You celebrate that every single day of your life. I know a lot of you might not understand it. Hey, hit me up on Messenger. Hit me up if you have questions. We can go through these scriptures. I've got plenty more where this comes from, but I will see you next Thursday. Next Thursday, 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time. Spread it all over the world. Hit share, hit share. Everybody hit share hit share. So blessings, I will see you next week. The power of prayer as a relationship builder between you and God. Continue to pray the word and watch the word work inside of you. Blessings. Have a great day.